Hello, welcome to What's the Tea, but it's also the recap. He's R to the Edgy. She's Nick Jew. And who else is in the building? We have some guests. Why don't you go ahead and introduce them since you forced them to be here? I really did. I really did. When I heard that there was a Beyonce-themed runway on RuPaul's Drag Race, I was like, I got to call my parents. Uh, So... (laughs) The the most famous air kissing couple from North Carolina uh, <laughs> is Rye and Karen. Hey, thank you for having How us. Doing? I was confused because I was like, "You gotta do it." You said Beyonce. I was like, "I was like Beyonce." I was like, "I'm in." I didn't, I didn't know what the hell we was doing. I was like, "Wait a minute! I ain't never seen no drag race. What's happening here? I can y'all talk about it." So they're uh, a bunch of men and a trans woman. Ooh. And I was about to say, <laughs> don't do Sasha, baby. No, don't no, no, do no, no. Sasha. No, I mean they're they're performers because we, we we don't now we don't we don't know. And and everyone, I also really love that the show like helps people along on their gender identity journey. But um, it's some people in drag racing to two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, wow. May the best drag queen win. So this is the 15th season of the show and also its premiere on MTV. So it started on Logo and then it was on like VH1 and then it was on and then it was on and now it's on MTV for the first season this year. So MTV was like, um, we want some Emmys too, shit. Right. <laughs> Shout and, out to RuPaul uh, for keeping uh, the IP. Like, right? It's hard. It's hard to move network from network and keep all your uh, keep your name on shit. Shout out to him. Okay. And they have their own streaming service, um, World of Wonder, where they have all the other shows, the um, different countries, because they're in Spain and the Philippines, UK, Canada, like it, huge, versions. huge. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, that that's smart. And all jokes aside, that that's why you get you pay people big money so they can read them contracts. And be like, what we ain't going to do is this. And what we is going to do is this. It's one of them things where you know your worth. And you'd be like, nah, we ain't mm-hmm. going for that. And the, for the most part, RuPaul has softened up. He's pretty anti-woke. But in recent years, this tagline of the show used to be, gentlemen, start your engines and may the best woman win. And so it, it is now racers start your engines and may the best drag queen win to be more inclusive oh okay shout out to the money okay right right (laughs) so my friend the bag is oh hold up now (laughs) correct not the fracking (laughs) most assuredly the fracking So obviously the general purpose of the show, it is a competition show. They started off with I think fifteen queens. This year it was sixteen because of the twins. Oh, right. And so each week someone is eliminated. Usually there's like a a situation where either no one goes home or two people go home. We have not had that yet this season, which should have happened this week, in my humble opinion. There should have been a couple uh, double eliminations. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just to run through the episode real quick, this was season 15, episode 10, 5050's most gag-worthy stars. Lucy uh, is still plucked. Mistress is still messy. So Lucy has been like, she won a challenge, and then she's been kind of like in the middle. And she feels like last week she should have been in the top. Listener, she should not have been in the top. (laughs) (laughs) She's delusional. She's delusional. And Mistress, 
she says things with a smile, like she's just like kiki, ha ha playing, but she's real messy. I kind of feel like she's a bit of a bully, not to use too strong of language there. I feel like Mistress is from an era of drag that is very much from the like showgirls era that it's, well, because like what what is true is for many people in the queer community, drag was like the only place they felt safe. And you know how people have inside conversations versus outside conversations and mixed company conversations. And I think there is a sort of tact meter for having an inside conversation on international television and people who like don't have the context for how drag queens like talk shit and throw shade at each other. Um, You know, plus, you know, motherfuckers got trauma now motherfuckers in therapy you can't just be talking okay chris rock (laughs) (laughs) it's been so nice to see y'all i'm out of here let me let me cut this bitch off everybody want to be a victim (laughs) right i was like damn did i cut that on on an accident like wow (laughs) but you know i don't think she's mean-spirited she's not like playing i don't think she's I don't think she's as bad as Roxy. There have been there have been some queens on the show, Roxy Andrews, Beefy O'Hara, some of these like pageant girls sure. who do all these pageants who are really trying to like be manipulative and be the villain. And I don't think she's trying to be the villain. I just think because somebody says something in a nice way, it doesn't excuse the shit that they're saying. And I have been on the other side of somebody like Mistress who was always like, oh, I'm a soft voice. I'm a <laughs> it's not funny unless we both laugh. And otherwise Correct. you're you're, you know, <laughs> anyway. So Marsha three times is delusional. That's OK, though. A lot of us are delusional. As a fellow Broadway veteran, I totally understand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was Marsha in on Broadway? Uh, kinky Boots and or Moulin Rouge, one of them fucking shit. Good for her. Good for Don't her. require any acting. Ooh, this is on the main show. I mean, I love Marsha. Marsha is so talented. <laughs> She's very passionate. Yes. <laughs> yes. I heard, um, I heard that that was code for whenever you see like a late night interview on TV with like a movie star and they ask them about their co-star, if they don't like them, they never going to say they don't like them. But I heard they say... Yeah, she's just very passionate. You know, mm-hmm. very I mean, they're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. I will be using that from here on out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reggie can be canceled. <laughs> right. Lucy said, I have won some of the most iconic challenges in Drag Race history. Sweetie, which ones? What does she win, Reggie? The sna- she did win the Snatch Game. She won the Snatch Game by herself? I know. Yeah, I know. Wait, I was mean, it two she- groups? Yes, but she was the overall winner. Okay, I remember. She did Joan Rivers, and, and there were some. There were some. Oh funny, yes, very yes, okay. rehearsed jokes. What else? Um, I think I don't think she won the reading. Did she? I don't think she won the reading challenge. I hope mm. not. So the reading challenge every year, RuPaul oh. hands them a pair of fake glasses and tells them that the library is open. So then they just read each other, and whoever is the shit. funniest mm. wins. Okay, so uh, they come into the workroom. I just have one question. Maybe somebody smarter than me can answer it. Why was Lux wearing a hair towel? He don't have no hair. Um, I, I, I okay. So what? So what? One of your favorite, one of your favorite, most passionate Drag Race alums um, from season six said is that they some people go on to the show with like a team of stylists 
and they style out not just their confessional look, but also sure. their workroom looks. So sure. one may ascertain, if you will, that she had a stylist to be like, put this towel on your head when it don't make no goddamn sense. Play my theme music. Why you got a hair towel on? <laughs> Who is this wonderful person? <laughs> this wonderful person with a, <laughs> with a hair towel and no hair. And no hair, Jesus. Outside of a bathroom. Okay. So Ruth. Yeah, do you have a do you put a hair towel on when you get out the shower? Listen, <laughs> if I'm luxuriating, sometimes you know, you hit your bath bombs and you get out and you light a candle and you throw on the hair towel and the robe and go sit on the patio and you know, <laughs> Okay, but would you like go to work with it? <laughs> uh, it depends um, on what Work, you know? The Crown Act has been passed. There shall be no hair discrimination. Come on. You got to moisturize this, okay? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so do you put shampoo or body wash oh on your hair? <laughs> um, you know, I try to hit them both, honestly. Okay, I think you should okay. condition anywhere that hair grows. You know, okay, you should go ahead too. and go through the whole thing, okay? Undercarriage, everything, guys. Get, get out there. Well, I have a I have a heterosexual question for you. Do you use one of them five and ones, six and ones, like shampoo, body wash, oil change? No, He's not a Neanderthal. No, <laughs> no, no. no Roger has upgraded his 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 game. Like over the years, he well, y'all got all these sponsorships. You know, you got Bevel and, and everything else. Come on, this shit be smell like pumpkin spice and shit. I be like, y'all shit sound like work. It be like tough. I be like, who the fuck wants a tough? Who wants a goddamn sandalwood? I, I got a bunch of soaps in there. I think the pandemic put a lot of people onto the soap game. Um, people probably stocked up with soaps. They they were listening right now. They need to go through. But uh, I got I got a lot of soaps. Listeners have sent us a lot of soaps and stuff. But I also mm-hmm. have like. You know, for my beard, I have to have like detangler, conditioner, yeah, all this other shampoo, all this stuff. So, you know, once you're doing all that, you might as well just take it to the whole body. You know, so that's what I'm, I'm doing. But I, I get it. You know, some dudes like to throw the, you know, and and I do have some of the funny soaps, by the way. Like Duke Cannon always got like a soap named after something manly, like cigar ash or whatever. I, like I have a couple of those too, but I don't use them that often. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you do an interview, just for the drag queens watching <laughs> who were not able to do that for the main challenge of RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, ho- hopefully I'm more in- intelligible than Charo. Uh, Charo was all over the place. <laughs> I'm, I'm really like, if, if I could sew or do makeup, it would be over for these bitches. But because I, mean, I am too busy to learn to do any of those things, that I'll let these hoes live. I mean, neither of those things is a qualification to be honest. <laughs> um, all right. How about Reggie going to say Bevel? They haven't sponsored the show in like 10 years. Get your references up, girl. You know what, though? I still use them. It's just right. great. That's, a, that's a great reference because I'm using them for free. So, uh, Tristan Walker, right. you've, been getting, you've been getting all this uh, free free publicity for the last two years because his shit work. I know that's right. Um and so, I even oh. use Bevel. Yeah, I've um, I've heard you I talk about it. Yeah, yes, honey, because I don't know what it is, but I ain't going. And not to get off topic, y'all. I, I know we, you know, we supposed to be doing drag race. We never been. Honey, on topic. we don't have a topic. Ever. We haven't had a topic in fifteen years, girl. 
I have a full page of notes that I diligently wrote and watched the show three times. But yeah, you know, fuck it. It ain't gonna. It ain't gonna work. You know, when we got together, it wasn't gonna work. We could do. We could do all that. Can we get through the show? We could do all that. <laughs> okay, so Lux had a towel on her head, and no, what was Karen was talking? <laughs> allow her to speak. I was about to say we can move on. All I was gonna say is once you once you cross forty, you turn into a, a hair ass monkey and hair girl all over your body, and you'd be like, Everywhere. "What the fuck is this?" You get all kinds of hairs on your chin and through your neck and all that shit. So I, I've been using a bevel too. Because I was like, you know what? I don't want razor bumps. You know what? I don't want mm-hmm. my skin bringing out. <laughs> so that's why, I, that's why I do it. And true facts, like facial waxing, sometimes for brown skinned women, it creates irritations and changes of color and all that. So like a, one, an esthetician told me that a, a shaving is actually not a bad way to remove, especially facial hair for a woman. Amazing. So. Uh, okay, so Rue comes in to announce the maxi challenge. There's no mini challenge this week. Sometimes they will do a quick little fun challenge in the workroom, but they did not this week. Um, and he lets them know with many puns that they will be doing an interview challenge on a news magazine show called Fifty Fifty. And Rue handed out the team assignments instead of like pit crew or some other way. So we've got Sasha Colby, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha interviewing Charo, Anitra, Lucy, and Malaysia to interview Frankie Grande, Lux, Mistress, and Selena to interview Love Connie. Um, I don't know who Love Connie is. I'm a bad Drag Race fan. Apparently, she's been on several episodes of the show. She did that exercise challenge, but I don't, other than that, I couldn't tell you. She have credits. I looked her up on IMBD. Did I do it right this time? I M B D. No. <laughs> no, I never do. Da- I never do. Da- da- database. Do right database. <laughs> oh, no. You know them letters. But you can right. see them So they have three segments. It's a walk and talk activity and then a sit down interview. Selena asked for the sit down interview because she have a podcast and she thinks she can improv. She said, back home it's titties is that bitch and I would really like to know who likes her. Yeah. she. To be fair, she said, I'm that bitch. She did not say people like me. Mm, that's true. Mm. But I do feel like that should come with like a resume or a LinkedIn link or something. Something. <laughs> Correct. Lucy called her team. Lucy, yes. I was like, I was like, did they say titties? Well, I was like, what am I yeah. watching? Well, it also sounds like STDs, STDs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is not smart unless it is. Right. You well, you are. You already isn't, know. Isn't S like is? It's like E S titties. So what that mean in Spanish? So Selena mean. is titties. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. That was, but like see, a, she too, she too busy trying to, no, she too busy trying to um, parrot black women to know that reference. Oh, okay, no, she didn't do the. Spanish I mean, reading. she's a a long a long part of that lineage. I feel like there's mm. a uh, uh, a neighbor 
every season who's like, ooh, girl, with the neck rolls and all that other bullshit. Uh... Your microphone is whatever you're doing is popping. Yeah. Uh, So Lucy called her team team talent. Mm -hmm. I took I took umbrage with that. I mean, but I'll give it to him. Malaysia before this episode (laughs) was in my top four. So I give it to her. All right, so Sasha asked Marsha if she thinks she'll be able to understand Charo. Which feels a little racist. But she wasn't wrong. That didn't align with what she did. It was racist. I didn't say it was wrong. I just said I felt some kind of way. I was like, ooh. Okay. It was racist until Charo started talking, and then I was like, oh, okay. Also, Sasha Kobe is a person of color. I mean, when does that ever stop someone from being racist? A lot. I do have like 29 examples on my TikTok. So, I just give her the good faith estimate being a person oh, always. of color. Yeah. Always, always. Mistress is still being messy. Of course. So then we get to the challenge. I thought it was too long. I know that they were trying to participate for every part of it, but like one of those groups together was enough of the challenge for me. I really didn't need to see that three times over. Correct. Like that's not Uh, what we came here. And also like neither of those people, Charo, Love Connie, or that other person, I won't. Um, are interesting enough or newsworthy enough to have 15 minutes of shit to say or ask them about. Which I think is part of the challenge, right? Because it's supposed to be made up. Yeah, they, that, that didn't work. They needed, they needed some more dramaturgy on that one. Did anybody like anybody in this challenge? You thought anybody stood out or was funnier? Um, no. Yeah, I think because I was trying to understand what the conceit of the show was, I couldn't tell if like they did these interviews all the time and I was just being extra hard on them because I thought the interviews were mostly bad. Or if this was like this week we're doing interviews, but next week we would be doing something else. Yes, that. Okay, well, if it's that, I guess, you know, they did all right. It's it's actually low-key harder to, to interview people than people think. Mm-hmm. And ostensibly, the, the purpose of the show, I think was to put these contestants through a series of challenges that like make that would make them a successful drag queen mogul icon like RuPaul has been able to do over the last 35 years but like mm-hmm. you know every time RuPaul has a TV show it gets canceled after the first season so like why is the interview a thing y'all trying to do when RuPaul can't even do that why y'all singing and RuPaul can't even do that? Why y'all acting and RuPaul can't even like stick to the? I mean, RuPaul to stress can way do. Far. RuPaul can do two of those things very well. I think RuPaul's RuPaul a great can interviewer. hire. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sure. From in front of the paywall. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> just for the record, this was not my idea. 
<laughs> no, come for me, shit. I don't, here. I don't, I don't check Twitter, and it's fine. So it's it's okay. Don't you, don't you want to work? <laughs> trying to save you from yourself. Ain't you, ain't you trying to be somebody? Right. I'm trying to go somewhere. No, I mean, I mean, RuPaul is is a mogul, but I I I think the choice of doing a 2020 interview show was was an odd choice and like not totally in the wheelhouse of like skills that these queens build or adopt in becoming like multimedia, you know, sensations. One year they did like a TMZ type situation, like even with. You know how, like, it, on the TMZ show, they have the people in the newsroom introducing the stories, and then they go. They did that one year. It was awful. It was so bad. Yeah, it's, I think it's also. Go ahead, Karen. It's harder than it looks, and mm-hmm. as somebody who me and Roger watches uh, the Eric Andre show and love Connie, felt like the Eric Andre show. Yes, and so, chaotic. Ooh, so chaotic. So chaotic, and no. Nobody is prepared for the Eric Andre show. Like, literally nobody. I don't care how skilled you are. You are not prepared for that. Like, your mind has got to be racing and you just... You're talking about flexible. You got to be a rubber band in order to... <laughs> and, and not be shocked or be like, oh my gosh, what's happening the whole time the person is talking to you. Because well, they might, like, is- shoot you <laughs> with a gun with blanks in it or something in the middle of the interview. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think, you like, if you got Charo, if you got Charo, you got, like, an easier assignment. Because I think Charo was, like, the most entertaining person. And low-key, even if you flubbed a question or something, like, Charo was already picking it up and, and saying something funnier. Sometimes her answers weren't even on topic, but they were still funny. <laughs> right. So like it's, it made the whole thing flow. I love Connie's kind of chaotic energy just had me like, I hope they don't crash this go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought despite that, I thought Lux did really well because like, how do you oh, handle yeah. somebody grabbing the wheel of a vehicle you're trying to operate? You talk about totally. slamming the brake. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I think they, they, what they all needed was like a goal for the interview or like a thing yeah. to like get the person to do or say, like, I think ironically Lucy's group, with the um, questions about being married, there was like a theme and it was repetitive as fuck, but there was no like mm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed a point. And to quote my very, very wise co-host, this is another form of long form improv and long form improv is an advanced acting skill. Yep. You can't just yeah. throw some some holes on TV and be like, okay, improv with a point. And we're no. not going to tell you what the point is. And we're right. going to throw some crazy ass hostile subjects up there who are intentionally going to be like the interview version of American Ninja Warrior. Good luck. Right. But now, that's the challenge. That's the challenge. Um, it's just not entertaining. Now, what does <laughs> at their, all, what does their performance in this challenge determine for the rest of the show? You know, like, so what if- that's controversial because sometimes it so this so it should be whoever performs the best in the challenge should be up for contention to either win or go home. But also they factor in 
sometimes the runway look. So if, if you the runway doesn't like, count, just say just that. Just say that. Because sometimes if somebody had a really terrible performance in the challenge and have an amazing runway look, a la mistress, they will be saved from, from lip syncing. So um, I thought that, I thought Sasha was great. Um, I think her energy with Charo's energy was super fun. At one point she just chucked her cards and was like, okay, well, this is what we, what we finna do. I think she handled it very well, wrote it out in stride. I like that. Mm -hmm. The little Hawaiian turtle is chasing the whatever. That was cute. That was funny. And I think that Marsha was cute in like the stand-up intro part, but Charo ate her up in the interview it was like she just couldn't keep up whatsoever mm-hmm. selena got ate up too she, like she was so focused on a- asking her questions that she wasn't listening for the answers right. yep and then i didn't think malaysia was that bad she just wasn't like memorable. she was so nervous she couldn't toss mm-hmm. the damn pizza dough what was that dialect <laughs> like it was just like oh no baby what is you doing <laughs> that was awkward as fuck yeah very and so then they typically do this mirror chat and i was so happy that they had a discussion that was sans trauma this year because it's always the oppression olympics every time it's like yes. when did your parents throw you out when did you discover you were trans when did you get beat up in school when did your parents leave you at the bus stop it's either in the mirror or when they're about to get eliminated is when they all say they're fucking and I don't want to diminish it because some, you know, some of these people yeah. are, they've actually survived some really terrible things, but it is deeply manipulative how the show always finds a way to like find the music and like, okay, now we're getting ready for this like clown challenge, but now tell me about the scariest thing that's ever happened to you. You're like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like right. on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like on The Bachelor, the girls be like, I have had the hardest life ever in crying and shit to get a rose. I'm like, girl, if you don't shut the fuck up right now. Right. It's always funny that it's, like, it's just the conceit of reality TV competition, but it is always funny when they make you pull your heart out and then like mm-hmm. 10 minutes later. And then send like, your ass home. Thanks <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> telling us about, you know, all the trauma you went through. Bye. Bye. Um, hope you have aftercare. Um, so, I, you know, Reggie, I love Sasha. I love her down but this Sasha Fist fierce story girl <laughs> Sasha Fist <laughs> right <Aww. laughs> be so be so for real you did not inspire Beyonce's name her I mean maybe if she feels like she was connected to she, she did say that she knew some of Beyonce's dancers and Sasha is a legendary drag queen. She's a, she's a legendary, iconic performer. So maybe, maybe, but... And and Beyonce girl. and Sasha, as names, feel very separate from each other. Right. So she got it from somewhere. And, and Beyonce is known to purloin an idea here <laughs> or there. <laughs> Ooh, not a mop. Um, okay. So the runway. I loved Rue's look. Um, T.S. Madison looked amazing as fucking usual. I love that they've added her as a guest judge this season. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. And speaking of what we've been waiting for, they done finally gave us a damn night of a thousand Beyonce's runway. So they've done this with, like, J-Lo, Lady Gaga. Like, we've been waiting for 14 seasons for the Beyonce runway. All right, so let's go. Lux did the 2006 
KC honors here we use uh, our rating scale is skeet or skirt. Um, skeet is good. Skirt <laughs> is get the fuck out of here. I am going to give a big old skeet, skeet, skeet to Lux Noir London. Is Karen? Cute, yes. Yes, uh, it's the same with his cue and the twirling and the, the tassels. I was like, you know what? I like that. This was for a tribute to Tina Turner. Rod, skeeter skirt. Uh, there's no in between, right? There's just skeeter skirt. Yeah, you could, you could, I mean, you could, yeah. whatever you want. I, I say that look for me was just in the middle. Like it wasn't, right. it didn't blow me away. Reginald. I would say, yeah, I think there are more iconic Beyonce looks to pull from. I think, obviously, the Mackie silhouette is always a big hit on Drag Race, and the performance of it was great, so I will give it a skeet. All right. Mistress in the 2001 Grammys, Destiny's Child, she ate chewed devoured and this was so fun for her like i loved because she's a pageant queen she's usually impeccable on the runway and this little bit of like tongue firmly planted in cheek was fucking it for me her makeup you know i usually don't like that white thing she does in the middle but her makeup everything it was everything worked for me and she had the puppies right Mm -hmm. yeah the puppets (laughs) kelly Kelly and michelle her children that was that was what set it off for me. Honestly, mm-hmm. it was the puppets that made me be like, okay, yeah, this was creative and original and funny. Um, so yeah, I fuck. This is my probably this might be my favorite one. Same, Karen. For me, I'm not gonna lie. I was very confused. I was like, what are these things on the show? Just like I said, I'm watching it for the first time, so I'm trying to figure out: is this a thing? Is is this what we doing? Like. So I'm not gonna lie, I was completely confused at first. <laughs> but after I, after they showed the pitch, I was like, oh, that's what we was going for. So at first it was like a very bewildered look going, mm, I, I, we got three heads. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. But after that, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So you couldn't bring them out there with you. So you had them on your your, your shoulder. So Okay, yeah, so it was a ski. But at first, I was like, uh, what is happening here? <laughs> what the hell going on? <laughs> yeah, I I, I mean, happening. I've been waiting for some sort of camp. And, and I always feel like Beyonce is a live wire. So, like, the Snatch Game is a game where the queens impersonate a celebrity, like, like the match mm-hmm. game. And everyone who's tried Beyonce ends up in the bottom. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's not Hard. a good, it's not a good idea. So... Having anything related to Beyonce with a sense of humor is always like really touch and go. And this was a grand slam home run. It was, and it was like funny in a way that didn't like it wasn't disrespectful. Yeah, exactly. It was still like, yeah, and it was, and yeah, it was cute. I I fucked with this hard. And she kept it cute with the skin tone of the puppets too, because she could have done some shit that wasn't cute. Exactly. I think it would it would have been very easy for a lot of these girls, to, especially the girls with proximity to blackness, to like dabble in some of that bullshit. And she didn't. Mm-hmm. And like, w- well done, mistress. Selena S. Titties, 2004 Grammys. Um, I will let someone else go first. Skirt. No. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. Um, also, mm-hmm. like, I feel like 
I know it's probably really hard to get the props right, but these weren't even close. Yeah, what she was trying to make him, she was trying to make him like RuPaul. Oh, it didn't connect for me, and maybe because I don't watch the show like that, but I it just no, it just was bad. But RuPaul's head looks nothing like a Grammy, so you're trying to do too many references at once. And the and the critique of Selena often is she's trying to do so many things, but has no like editing eye. The mm. purport, the dress proportion is wrong. Like it's just no, 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 nah. And, and like, I don't like as that a, bitch. So also, and like as a Beyonce, it's just a miss for me. I don't see Beyonce when I when I look at this look. I thought her makeup was gorgeous. I will say that. Karen, yeah, her smile, her smile is wonderful. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful gowns. <laughs> Karen. For me, I, I I I like the hair, like the um, mm-hmm. curly designs, and I'm a sucker for bright colors. So I was like, okay, I like the yellow, but it's like everything else. I, at first, I didn't know what uh, they were carrying. I was like, what what is that in your hands? Like, what 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 is is that? Like, I was really confused. Um, so not my favorite She's- at all. Mm-mm. That queen is a little confused as well. Uh, I pulled up the reference image. It is an attempt at being photorealistic. Sure. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it was just a look, I would have not disliked it. But as a Beyonce look, it it wasn't. I also think like if it was actual Grammys, like or replica Grammys, it would have just went over a lot better for me because it just took me a second Mm -hmm. You know, that's all it really takes in these challenges. You only get a, a little bit of time <laughs> with each one. And you just, it's yeah. like it either hits you or you don't. It didn't hit me that hard. And this Correct. was the first hour and a half episode of the season. They had edited it down to an hour. So the runway was that long up until this week. Mm-hmm. This is like the first week we really could, got a good look at stuff. Uh, I mean, I got, the, the, I got the reference, but it didn't go over. Sasha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sasha Colby, 2006 BET Awards. Roderick. Yep. Oh no, nah, this is great. Uh mm-hmm. I actually like um I think it was just like the style, like it's an iconic look, but it was also like the style of dress, the hair, everything. Like I, it was it was the most like if you just like squint kind of hard, you'd be like, is that Beyonce? Mm-hmm. Oh no. Oh no, I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. Karen. I like this one a lot. And they had the body. Like, 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 and not trying to be funny, it was like, okay, I look, I was like, oh. Whoever designed this looked at your body and was like, "We got them. We gonna get the perfect outfit for just your the design of the shape of your body." And it was spot on. It was I really like that. Yeah, like Mistress did what she did with the with the with the jokes, you know, like, and and I think that's why that worked. And then this was like a very like just coming to snatch a wig look. Yes, ma'am, Reginald. Um. Yeah. I mean, I have one gripe. Wig one is real hard. It was very hard, and it's a little too far back. Mm. But other than that, that that that's Beyonce. You couldn't tell me that that wasn't Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce. (laughs) Um, skeet, 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 skeet. Sasha Colby is my runaway fave in the competition um so pretty much every time she steps out on the runway i'm like skate 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 
Okay, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha in the title X never misses. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha in the title X Brooklyn 2017. No. No. Skirt. It was pretty. I don't know what the hell Beyonce looked this year. It it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty, but it wasn't Beyonce. Okay, here's the... um, Here's the actual image that I put in the chat. It, it, it's, okay. I get, oh no, this is, that was the old one. So this, I get the homage, but the mm-hmm. execution, where's the like titty cutaway? Where's the, 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 the shoe is wrong. The dress is wrong. The it's hair is It's not even the same okay. color. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's no. close. Um, color is okay, but this furrer is too small. Yeah. It looked like a bathroom mat. It's not, it's no, no. It was like, here's a person in a pretty dress, but it didn't, it wasn't like, exactly. Here's a Beyonce, you know, it, it didn't feel that way to me. Yeah, I'm not gagging. I'm not gagging. Uh, Anitra on the run tour, um, Reggie. <laughs> Skirt, skeet for idea, skirt for execution. Uh, Karen? It was a lot. It was like <laughs> a lot happening in front of my eyes. You know, as somebody's kind of taking it in for the first time, it was like almost overwhelming, if that makes sense. Like, okay. And not in I'm a good not, way. <laughs> yeah, it's like your eyes are just shooting all over the place. I was like, wait a minute, this, 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 I'm busy. So, no. Right. Uh, the cape was very creative, and I think I think they were relying on the cape to like hold the whole outfit together. But I think once you get down to the details, especially the hair, it just it it wasn't giving Beyonce. And again, photo photo realistic, but like no, Nick. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would give it like a medium skeet. I thought it was a little pedestrian. Um, I think the dress could have given a little more. The cape was everything, though. Like I, yeah, I um, and I, and I think Anitra have a lot of personality, but it was just like very not Beyonce. The the dress of it all, like I, I felt like it just didn't go there enough for for me. And the wig was no. It would there was two wigs that I was slightly offended. Like Giselle would never, and this is one of them. Yep, same. Yeah, I think the the cape was in the the again the homage was clear, but the execution was not. Like that cape was twice as long. The actual dress was like way more metallic than fabric. Mm-hmm. And I and so the other thing too that's controversial about this is that like lots of contestants on the show spend tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on their looks. It it looks like this is a thing that was made for like you know oh. an, an affordable price. Um, <laughs> Not an affordable price. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is this is fave. This is fave. BTW. I I really like her. I really really enjoy her. I think this was uh, an affordably made garment. <laughs> Malaysia baby doll fox with the 2018 Global Citizens Festival. I think she fucking ate. This was a skeet for me. The black and white, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the black and white. Mm-hmm. The yeah. hair, the feathers, like this was. That's the other thing about Anitra's look. What was that boot? 
What was that boot? Yeah, Beyonce would never. This is a boot. Correct. It's giving Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like up to the up to the coochie. Come on, uh, don't, don't get me talking about that. I want my Mary J. Blige boot line. That woman been singing forty five years, and ain't nobody, ain't nobody got up with her and be like, "Come on, girl, make you some boots." So, make so, some so boots, these Mary. Aunties, so these fine ass aunties can can stump on these hoes out in the street with your boots. Seriously. Sorry, that's off topic. Seriously. I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> and last and least, oops, uh, Lucy LaDuca. I never Lucy say it right. Delusional. No, you said it right this time. LaDuca. <laughs> Delu- Delu- I, this is the thing about Lucy. I think. What you think? I'm glad that you're sitting down. I do appreciate Lucy as a queen. I think she's funny. I think she's professional. I think she presents well. The fact that they calling her delusional is because her her perspective of how well she's doing in the competition is not based in reality. But I understand the confidence. I would be as confident too if I thought I was good. You're supposed to think you're good. This right. was not fucking it. Why weren't you pregnant? And what was them roots? Beyonce roots. <laughs> them dark ass roots. Girl, who are you roots. playing with? <laughs> who are you playing with? She did the like, the whole point of the look was the iconic look where she revealed her pregnancy and yo ass wasn't pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, I'm with y'all everything you said. It's, it's a no. Yeah. A, a, a noir. A noir for me. It wasn't giving me anything Beyonce. Uh, nothing. It was like the exact same outfit that Beyonce wore. And I was like, this looked like Margaret from Accountant. Well, the, the jacket color was wrong. Yep. It's more purple than pink. I get mm-hmm. that she was trying to stone things. Beyonce would never have roots that dark. She does not. She's not an ombre girl. Also, where's the belly, baby? Yeah. My God. Okay, so the judging. Wait, I have a question before we before we um Ra, Karen, and Nick. If y'all could do Night of a Thousand Beyonce's, what Beyonce what, 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 what would, would be you? the look? Yeah. Oh man. The, um when she performed, I think it was at the Grammys at the Gold. You know what I'm talking about? The goddess. Her look, goddess was, look. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking God. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Would you be pregnant or would you skip the damn belly? <laughs> no, you gotta be. I mean, well, see, this, I, I, I think I got it. I think I'm good. <laughs> you don't need no padding. Okay. Oh. But, but, but for me, if I could do it and, and uh, no whole boss, I would want to be her in homecoming at the very beginning when she coming out with that cane. That would yes. be like, for me, I love, I love all her, but it's just something about just the way she moved and like the atmosphere and the music just and the drums and like for me if I was like okay this is all I want to do y'all won't be able to tell me shit so the eliminated queens will post their looks for what they were going to wear for this week and Aura did that look and she killed it if you can find it Reggie I forgot that she was on this season I was like who (laughs) <laughs> um, I would definitely be giving you whatever look she had with that long ass ponytail and she tossing that shit like a whip. I think that was on, on the on the run. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. the ponytail around. Yeah, that would be me. 
I would have done the see-through uh, Met Gala dress with the little ponytail up to the side where they keep uh-huh, making, uh-huh. making fun of her being a uh, dejeuner on Proud Family. <laughs> the one she was real, real late to. <laughs> very, very late. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the judges. Um, oh, I also want to say neither neither Mistress nor Sasha did that white thing in the middle of their face when they were painted as Beyonce. So that is like a, an artistic choice that they do. Like they just paint the middle of their face white. And it's mm-hmm. very strange to me. I don't know if anybody realizes how that looks on television. I don't get it. Um, okay, so the judging. Uh, initially, Anitra... And Marsha, Marsha, Marsha are safe. So they go to the back. There's a whole other show called Untucked where we hear what the conversations are backstage while judging is going on. Um, the judges really loved Lux and Mistress's looks. And I think that they gave Mistress some very fair critique about her performance in the challenge because she didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Um, Selena tried to blame her interview subject for her shortcomings. And that is crazy to me. You can't blame the interview subject. No. Uh, T.S. Madison told Malaysia that she was not living up to the Dade County rep. That has to, that has to hurt. Like somebody from where you from is like, girl, don't ever tell nobody you from Miami doing all that. But then of course, because (laughs) T.S. Madison is wonderful. She was very inspirational with it. And like, really was trying to get her to like stand in her shit, like be a Miami Dade County girl. Mm. They liked Lucy in the challenge. I think that she was just kind of there. Like I think her presentation skills are obviously really good, but she didn't, to me, for somebody who's the level of performer that she is, I didn't feel like she stood out enough in the challenge. Nope. And then um, Mistress ends up joining the safe girls. It was a nice little scared straight for her. She needed to be on the bottom like that. Um, Marsha has not been to the judging. Maybe once. Once or twice. Well, so they she told was her to put again. on some more makeup. Yeah. So she was safe again. And then we get our lip sync. <sighs> My... <sighs> I just, it wasn't fair. <laughs> they should, so, okay, so so two times in season eight and in season five, so the it's called Lip Sync for Your Life, and two mm-hmm. times RuPaul has been like, nah, both of y'all niggas can go home, hit it on right. to exit, because that was terrible. And oh, I forgot to say, Sasha won, which I totally agree with. If anybody else, I thought Lux did really well, but I think Sasha's runway was better than Lux's. And I also think Sasha was better in the performance, but not yeah. like a whole lot better, just enough better. Charles was easier to interview than, than whatever. But yes, also Sasha's yes. runway was better. So Lux and Lucy joined the safe girls um, along with Mistress, who got a little scared that she needed. So Malaysia and Selena lip sync. I have opinions, but I would I would like to hear how y'all felt about this lip sync. Oh, as as somebody who was watching it for the first time, it was like it was like boop boop boop, and as soon as I say boop, uh, it was on and popping. I was as I was like, oh, this ain't no competition. Oh, we taking out pins. We letting hair fall. 
we getting down low. We like no, like no. I memorized the routine. Like no, I, I'm I'm not fucking with you hoes. I was like, oh baby, you gonna lose. I was it's like, for your life. It's for your life. Now it's, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be entertaining. Like usually, oh. at, um, usually drag queens like the iconic thing is like drag queens are lip syncers, and usually they know the words. And usually they can deliver like an entertaining performance that makes you want to like take out a dollar bill and like toss it at them or like tip them mm. and not make them okay, pay that's you. Okay, when I watch the video, sometimes <laughs> I see videos and that's what they be doing. They be tossing money at them. Yes, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. There, of, there are some iconic God. drag race performances. Um, but yeah, sorry, right? What were you saying? I, was gonna say, I don't know if it's always like this, but it felt very chaotic to me, and it felt like. They kind of ran out of steam like 60 seconds in, and then it was just like pantomime and whatever. Like, it was just like, whatever it takes to stay on this stage, I'm going to work it hard. It's like, if I can't be skilled, I'm going to be the hardest worker. So, like, motherfucking hair was falling, and everybody was shaking, and I was like, these are not even Beyonce moves anymore. These are just <laughs> y'all trying not to go home. And yeah. it's interesting because it is a lip sync for your life. But it has gotten down to the point where girls took off wigs, took off titties, took off dresses. Just like it was just like a, a per- performer in their drawers and stockings. And I don't think that RuPaul goes up for that. It's always to me about the performance. So Selena had been in the bottom twice before this. And I think that RuPaul strategically will pair people together to to get somebody to go home. And so I think Malaysia was supposed to send Selena home and she crumbled and she fucking crumbled. But this is my thing. I'm, I'm, I'm split on this because part of me feels like single ladies is an iconic song with an iconic Mm -hmm. video that I know the choreography to. So I feel like if somebody cuts single ladies on, you should do the choreo. And if, yes. but if, I think Malaysia was like, I'm not gonna stand up here and do the fucking choreography. I'm gonna give a lip sync performance. But if the bitch you're fighting against, that's the tool she want to use. You should probably meet her where she at. So I think that there was a moment where they like synced up on the. Uh, 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 that was like, I was like, okay, this is cute. I'm going up for this. But I thought it was so corny for Selena to stand up there and just do the choreography. Like I don't and sloppily, right? Wow. But part of me was like, oh, bitch, you know, you know this motherfucking choreo. I had to give it to her. I'm like, okay, I feel like if you know it, you got to do it. You have to do it. What good is knowing it if you can't execute it right? You know what I mean? I know. It definitely felt like Selena was working very hard. Right. Very hard. I got a mic for not knowing it. So I'm going to just work as hard as fucking possible and... Uh, even if it's sloppy, you know, like um, you can't doubt the effort. Like when the wig that started part. falling apart, I was like, "Fuck!" They, she just <laughs> like I was rooting right. for the black one. Not gonna lie. Okay, I was Issa Rae on this one. I was I was rooting for us, but as soon as that hair started falling, I said, "Shit!" That. Yeah, it was it was very it was very chaotic. It was very chaotic, and I think there's there's a way to do that song without doing the choreography because it's like just perf- like there is um there was someone who won season 13 her name is Simone and yes. she lip synced a bunch of times sometimes not just to be eliminated but sometimes to win they were like mm-hmm. it was the top 2 and the top 2 have to lip sync and she never did the splits 
or a backflip or any of that other crazy shit, but she was such an engaging performer who could like do like really beautiful storytelling with the song. So there's a way to do that. You don't have to do the choreography and all that other shit because sometimes if you're in a gown and like your costume doesn't allow you to do that or whatever, but like Malaysia had an outfit on to do performing. And she didn't perform. I think she was just gooped. I think she was like, look at this fucking buffoon running all around the stage looking stupid. I would have been like, I can't believe this hoe is doing the video. I bet y'all probably wonder how I found myself in this position. (laughs) She was running harder than you. Like you watch her work and and you gotta you not you gotta make sure you work in yourself. Do they know I don't go I, back and forth behind each other, like in front of each yeah, other? Yeah, like, which is so dumb. Like, okay. yeah, they do. Okay. But like, don't give up I, your I, stage I, position. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that kind of confused me. I was like, is this the part of it too? Why is we crossing in front of each other? They're just trying to win. And I feel like the the mistake that's always made is when a girl will like give up her stage position. Like, why are you walking to the back when the other chick is right in the dance center where you want to be? Like, what are you doing? I was so disappointed because I knew like midway through, I was like, oh, Selena's going to win. And I don't feel like she should. Um, I like Malaysia, but she's just not a great lip syncer and she lost some confidence this week. And I'm very sad to see her go. She was literally in my top four. Um, so now that and, I, and they, her look, I thought her look was better too, but I guess also, it's, not, it's not just the look that puts you in that position, right? I guess it's if like the runway don't count, just say that, just say that. yeah, yeah. I was confused when it was like, these are the two, I was like, how, right? Right, <laughs> thank you. It's not a clear curve, but I think sometimes it's like 60 to 75 percent per challenge and like. Forty to twenty-five percent runway. Yeah. Um, so we do have some feedback from our most faithful feedback sender, Kim. Hello, Nick, Jew, and Reggie. I am officially over Mistress Selena, Lucy, and Marsha. Me too. <laughs> um, I loved Ruth. So that's like half the people. <laughs> that's okay. Bye. <laughs> uh, yes to TS Madison. I have zero interest in any of these groups or who they're supposed to be playing. Not even Charo, who I loved back in the day, was doing it for me when Rue presented the challenge. Sadly, what I saw did nothing to change my meh attitude. Kudos to Sasha, who gave one of the few watchable interviews. Anitra was fun to watch as well. When Lucy heard South Africa, the look on her face said, you willingly subjected yourself to hard R in words. (laughs) (laughs) Runway, yeses were Lux, Sasha, the clear winner, Malaysia, Runway, okay, Mistress, I didn't like the midsection, but I loved the inclusion of Kelly and Michelle, Selena and Lucy, Runway, no, Marsha and Anitra. We pretty much aligned with that, except for we all really liked Mistress's look. Um, How was Marsha not in the bottom? Thank you. Thank you. That interview was atrocious and her look gave Beyonce the least. Did you see Lucy's face when Sasha won? <laughs> Leave it to Rue to give the black appropriator the win. Although Malaysia sealed her fate with her response to the questions. Aside, if you could have seen my face when I discovered that Mistress is only 24, it reminds me of that clip when the black guy asked that white woman, why do you look 50 when you're only 24? <laughs> she uh, she feels young. She feels real young to me. It makes actually makes a lot of sense, the petty little shit she'd be doing, knowing that she's actually a baby. So thank you, Kim. 
Okay, so for me, now that Malaysia is gone, it's Sasha, Lux, Anitra, um, and probably Lucy, I guess. Ugh. Yeah. I I I so there there is like a long history of these like delusional queens <laughs> who um <laughs> You know, like they always think they're the star of their hometown. And when they get there and they're not the star of the show, they start to crumble. I'm just here for the inevitable crumble. Like I'm just here for Lucy's like fucking um, not basic instinct. What's that movie with Glenn Close? Uh, fatal attraction. Yeah, I'm here for Lucy's fatal attraction moment where she like goes crazy on the judging. But she could go. She could go immediately. She really can, though. Um, okay, so do we convert y'all into lifelong watchers? Are y'all gonna please, watch this bullshit? This was ever not the again? episode for that. <laughs> um, I think uh, it's not even this show, it's just I don't like reality TV in the for the most part, but also, I of, of all the reality TV competition shows, give me actual anxiety. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how to just chill out. I just, I always just feel bad no matter how arbitrary the rules are. The only Aww. reality TV competition I watch is like sports, you know, it just does too much. I'll, I, I, the do, original I reality TV competition. Exactly. That's why I'm not even judging. Like, it's just straight up like this one just ain't for me. But I'll, um, I do. I have heard good things about the Great British Bake Off and how it's not it's more chill. And I and I will watch me like a, a food reality show that's not a competition. Like I'll watch them go eat food, but yeah, I just I can't I can't I can't. It's bad for your nerves. <laughs> it's just cuz like y'all said like they didn't do it this episode and I'm very thankful, but like it's also like reality TV people like mind people for trauma to help like boost the story mm. so like you watch you trying to just tune out and watch like some love and hip-hop and all of a sudden it's about miscarriages and you like what what happened mona scott young <laughs> what are we doing i just want to watch these people get cheated on they had hoseline losing the baby in the bathroom yeah can't, i happened? know what happened to just this? Just like, oh, uh, we can't trust this man. He probably cheating. That used to be the most drama we went through. She's shaking the table. <laughs> Come on. Oh, so yeah, I, but 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 nah, this was fun. I think the Beyonce of it all was, was what made me like watch it and and obviously coming on with y'all is what made me watch it. So uh I appreciate oh, yeah. it. Y'all know I do anything for y'all. <laughs> well, Whole time, I'm just looking at my phone like this nigga gonna invite these people to come talk about a show they do not watch. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, That's fans. If y'all are listening, y'all are like, like these niggas don't even watch this. I'm so sorry, but I'm not gonna turn down an invite from what's the tea. <laughs> but, here's, but here's the thing: probably 90 percent of people who listen to our wig caps about this show, they don't fucking watch Drag Race either. Okay. So it's it's not like a bunch of like really fierce fans are gonna be like, no, you like. <laughs> they just be it's like me with sports i tweeted the other day like i know three things about two sports but i <laughs> listen to balls deep and i watch game theory so i'm a motherfucking analyst out this bitch <laughs> come on come on you you feel like this ron is the only person that know you know me and justin be up there like fuck ass lady fuck <laughs> <no."> <laughs> that's how i, I was no the sports? 
I was the ride today. I'm like trying to do the show, and yeah. Reggie's like, "Yay!" But those be the most entertaining shows. Like, I don't listen to Boss Deep for the sports. I come for the pregame for the fucking mess. Like, that's why I'm here. Come on, uh, come on. We, right. come on we, we come for the whole control. That's why we came. That's it. Exactly. Speaking of of mess, while we have y'all here for a a few moments more, um, Reggie, Karen, did y'all see what was going on with Duran? I did. I vaguely. It was a lot. So um, a comedian, a gay comedian, I think I have that correct, named Samson McCormick had a video about pronouns where he titled it, this pronoun stuff can be complicated. And like hashtag comedy talk news pronouns, kitten heels was one of the hashtags, LGBT gender non-binary. So he basically, he was saying like, it was a very transphobic joke. It was an awful joke on this interview that he did on Fox Soul. Like, it was just one of those jokes where, like, it didn't need to be told. And he tried to present it as narrative instead of, like, telling a joke. And either way, it was not great. So in the comments on um, Instagram, Duran commented, no kitten heels or nothing, Jesus. And so somebody said, why are y'all kikiing about a trans woman being misgendered? This is why trans women don't mess with us gays now. Somebody else. This is really disappointing. So somebody, the tweet has since been deleted and I should have known and screenshot it because she came widely swinging. Like, he is transphobic. He did it. And like, I think that like labels, I tr- you know, I call mistress a bully. I, I sit with that a lot too, because do I, I feel like the stuff that she be doing is bullying. I kind of do, but I know that built bully is a very, a coded heavy word, mm-hmm. but she has been picking on the same person for 10 weeks at this point. So, you know, what, and if, and if the person not playing back with you, right. It's, it's, it's a little one-sided. Um, it's not like, Abuse, I wouldn't even attempt to say that. But like calling somebody a transphobe is a very serious allegation. And it's Mm -hmm. the thing like I saw a bunch of people saying that, um, who was it, that they she liked a transphobic thing. It was some celebrity. Oh, Mindy Kaling. And I was like, you know, we we don't have to like her, but like. Calling her a transphobe for liking this one tweet, I think, is a little unfair because that is a very serious thing to call somebody. So I I need some receipts if this is what we're going to be doing. So basically, Durand, somebody added him and was like, what's tea? And so he was the one who posted the screenshot. And um, somebody said, I read the thread and I'm glad my niece, Hope Giselle, called you in. I would like to see you reciprocate that labor and hold your brother accountable on the same stage you keyed on. I think that's the work. And Duran said, I'm still confused on how I'm transphobic. I'm truly lost. The person responded, you engaged in transphobic commentary and laughed about it. And the other tweets lends towards trans negativity. Thus, people are calling you transphobic. Duran said, so me saying I'm attracted to trans men is transphobic slash trans negative. 
the person said, you didn't say that. You posed the question and used a meme that contradicted that statement. He said, the meme was me welcoming them in, in just in case they didn't know. I had no idea it was taken like that. So they kind of had a, a back and forth. Duran went away. He came back. My bad for the delay. Somebody else tweeted Jay's meme asking the question. I responded with Meg as my physical response to the question, making it known, yes, I welcome trans men. How does that have anything to do with kitten heels? So then he has said something like, I'm not transphobic. If I was transphobic, my people would call me in. And he mentioned Angelica Ross. And Mm -hmm. she basically was like, Everybody is transphobic. Even I am transphobic. I have to work through that. And it seemed like a nice exchange on Twitter, but she has since posted some stuff on Instagram that makes me feel like it wasn't as positive on her end. I mean, you know, the problem with understanding these cycles of discrimination is like so much of it needs to be unpacked and like and I was having this conversation with some other advocacy work that I was doing and like all of this is actually built around the foundation of healthy relationships like you can't really call a stranger in because there's no relationship to there's no relationship to repair there's no relationship to build and so you can help the people that you love and are in relationship who may passively or ignorantly in, uh, engage in or, you know, dabble in like transphobia, anti-blackness, homophobia, just because those things are built into the fabric of our fucking Western civilization. You can be like, oh, hey, that thing you said, I know you didn't mean it that way, but that feels a little anti-black I, 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 or homophobic, transphobic, fill in the blank, misogynistic. We do it all the time because, again, it's about unlearning structures of abuse and harm that are built into the fabric of our society. It's really challenging, and it's why I don't do it. It's really challenging to have these call-out conversations in public, and especially to present them in process because it's so easy, like you were just saying, for major parts of these conversations to be manipulated or deleted or erased or text messages or whatever, and the actual real work is conversation. The actual real work is relationship building, but like don't nobody want to do that because everybody want to get their 280 characters off and get the engagement and like stand on a, on a a podium for a day. But like the real work is much more complicated than that. Now that is said sitting fully in my cisgendered black queer privilege, but like, it is still very dangerous to be trans in this society. So I, I get the sort of sense of, of real lived, not perceived, like actual real danger that trans people exist in every day. I just like trying to do these things on social media is, is really, really challenging. And I don't, I don't think Durand was intentionally being transphobic, but we also know that there is always a huge gap between impact and intent. And I, I mean, I think, it's just a, a good general rule to like lend towards letting the person who, you know, exists in the, the most, the more, the most systems of oppression, let their experience be the thing that we base our understand our context on. So like, I'm not here to police how a trans person is like trying to explain their experience to a cis person. But I also experience a lot of this like bullshit virtue signaling dog piling happening that people who are like in, um, proximity to community, jumping in to like do all this shit, and it all just feels like a bunch of fucking noise. When like 
there's actual legislation being passed that's about to outlaw drag. You know what I mean? Like there, there, there's actual harm being done, and I feel like we miss the actual harm for the the busy work of yelling at niggas over on social media. And I just wish that we could get a little more strategic about how to actually dismantle these systems of oppression. Rant over. I think also like intent matters, even though yeah. people try to say it don't. I think it does matter. It matters a lot. And um, I think what really happened is that Duran got caught up in like people don't like Samson because Samson's more vocally like uh, what people would term as problematic because he's very like uh, like he's the person that goes up for Dave Chappelle after Dave Chappelle does like a transphobic special. He'll go on social media and defend it or he'll make like a post that sounds like he's, um, it sounds like it's very thoughtful, but it's ultimately kind of excusing it all under the guise of comedy. So people are like, this isn't even like, you're not a trans person. So how are you going to allow this man to say this? Like, how are you giving him the pass? And so he, and you know, obviously if with Chappelle has been what, three, four extra specials since then. So like, <laughs> right <laughs> at this point, people are like, if, you know, and Samson is a comedian and he is a, a like an actor, he's been on Broadway, all this stuff. So like, um, there's also that part of it too, where, you know, um, he's somebody in the community that people feel like got a platform, you know? So when he is excusing this shit, and people probably don't even know how deep it goes, but you joking with him or laughing about it, they don't see it as you laughed at one joke. Unfortunately, they see they it, see it as, as you co-signing their whole co-sign yeah. everything. And so, uh, and it sounded like at least from what I saw on Twitter, like Duran didn't even know all that was happening. <laughs> like it was also like, wait, what? How? All I said was ha ha, basically at this joke, and they're like, yeah, but this dude's whole history. And um, I thought I thought Duran did a great job of like. Saying, you know, like I talk to my, my homies, you know, my folks within the community, trans people I know. And yeah, they told me I was wrong or how I was fucked up and, you know, stated basically like it's never my intent to harm or discriminate people. That's not what I do. And now that I know better, I want you don't have to worry about that again. And I was like, yeah, that's it. And of course, there's some people that aren't going to fuck with you no matter what. But you really can't let those people, those people, the only power they have is holding a grudge. So you just got to let them hold the grudge. And if you really didn't mean to or you want to do better, then you just got to go out and do it. So, I, I, you know, I don't think I've never seen Durant really fucking around like that ever. You know, I've, we follow each other for years now and I've never like I've never been on like popped on the timeline. But like, God damn, what? You know, like so I was even shocked to see people dragging them. <laughs> right. Me too. Like, what like this one? This the most all I want to do is have fun, ass nigga on Twitter, and so right. yeah, it was dope to see um to see it be you know to some level to see him be like quote quote unquote accountable and acknowledge it. And I think too, like if that's your hard line, I respect it because the violence right. against the trans community is not only anecdotal. There are actual laws being enacted. People are using genocidal language, talking about outlawing transgenderism. So if that is your line, I completely respect it. But I also think that there's this thing that people do, people who are not in the group 
that are even being talked about is they're looking for a reason. And then it becomes the revisionist history of, oh, he always been a little suspect about this, that, and the third for me. And I've been, and you know, I'm a petty queen. I don't, I'm not proud of being petty, but. (laughs) Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I think I think the one of the worst things that has ever happened on social media is people like glorifying pettiness. Yeah. Pettiness is so small. I agree. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't love that. Oh, I don't. Um, I don't mean like. I don't mean his like down to yo Adams petty, but like you know what I mean. Yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I think that like there are clearly some people that I'm waiting on they downfall, so I could be like, "Told you, bending <laughs> like that bitch." <laughs> but like, I don't. I, I think, like, like I said, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that it it feels to me, Duran is on the rise. He's doing a tour that sold out in several cities, and unfortunately, it feels like people were waiting for him to fuck up, and he fucked up. But I, I do love that he owned it, and I do kind of hate that we live in this culture where everybody is so willing to call somebody out, but not also accept responsibility. Like, you're a person. You have said something or done something fucked up to somebody that you love. I know you have because I have. And and the fact that people get online and get to point in that finger of like some shit with Kiki Palmer, they found her baby daddy old tweets and they was like, I, that bitch been on my list. Like just completely erasing what? all the work completely erasing all of the work that she's done in the, for, for BLM and her like literally being on the front lines going toe to toe with a police officer, but because her baby daddy likes some MAGA shit and she truly was soft on R Kelly until she watched the documentary. And I feel like that's a little late and long to come around, but she came around and eventually recanted the shit that she was saying, apologized for the way that what she was saying was coming off towards the victims. And she has learned and grown, but on social media, it's like the fuck up gets the thousands of retweets and engagements, but the shit that you've done in between that time gets nothing. And that's the thing that I don't, most people, most people ain't nobody checking for them. So whatever, everyone got a thing, whatever your thing is, it took you a while to understand nobody was checking for you. So you got to do that in relative anonymity and Mm -hmm. people mistake that for, for superiority. (laughs) They like, like, cause I was never problematic. It's like, no, nobody cared. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's my big gripe with that the man from Vermont that I call old yeller is that like people love like having always gotten it right. And it's like, I actually don't think that that is a good thing. Like your ability to pivot and grow when somebody checks your chin actually makes you a person that I want to have in my circle. Like never being wrong actually makes me wonder what happens when you are wrong because never being wrong is not real. Cause it normally means you never can be wrong. If you're mm-hmm. like, like, it's not that you've never been wrong. It's like, you've never allowed yourself to be like, I was wrong about that. And not, that's the scariest type of person. And the thing is like, what have you done since? So you said some dumb shit in 2014. Have you continued standing on that dumb shit? Have you learned? Have you grown? Have you, you know? So I think it's a little unfair to put people in a time capsule like that. Um, quickly, I, I have a question too. for Karen. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Karen. Yes. What are you going to say, baby? Yeah, I, I have a question for you. I'm shifting. So if you wanted to say something else about this, please go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, um, and the thing about all this stuff that y'all are talking about is I tell people, particularly older people, they trip me out my age and up. 
I was like, nigga, there was no internet around, nigga. We we are we were of the age of we had a house phone. The fuck you talking about, honey? We would have been mm-hmm. on here acting a motherfucking fool just like these people mm-hmm. too. But we didn't have access to this. So I do not judge the children. I'm gonna tell you right now, my heart actually goes out to them. Because all the crazy shit I did as a child, I would not want that shit online forever. Like, I'm just that keeping part. that real. For, 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 I, I go apply for a job. They'll be like, you remember when you was five? Bitch, I was five. You know, it's like, <laughs> where do we draw the line and be like, some of this shit y'all got to let go. I was a child. And it was, you know, but they was like, but you did. It was like, yeah, but you did too. Like, right, right to say, but bitch, wasn't nobody looking for you and nobody cared about what you were doing. Yep. yep. Um, so just I have a question for Karen and then um, we can roll quickly into our last two segments and then I'm going to go because The Bachelor is on tonight and it's hometown dates, girl. Okay. So, <laughs> it's hometown dates already? Right? We flew through this little season. COVID done took hold. It's been a ride. So I have been in like a long-term, long-distance relationship for three years. And Karen, I just want to ask you, how are you feeling being in a little bit of a long-distance relationship for this little period of time? How are you making that work? It's been cool. Uh, Put it like this. We've actually done this before. We did this when Roger actually went off to college. But now the technology is a lot better. You You know, you can actually communicate. People got cell phones. You know, people can FaceTime. <laughs> Not know. people have cell phones. Oh my god! You know, for real shit that we didn't have back then. You was like, I, I, I call. I hope he in his room. You know, type of thing. So it's. I like the fact that the communication and us being able to be close and far away from each other, it's better. Um. I know that I still do miss him, like, you know, because people, for, people truth be told, there's nothing like physically being around and with somebody and things like that. And I think I'm a lot more adjusted since this is his second time. Mm-hmm. So I'm so it's a lot more like adjusted. I am my only child, so I didn't mind being by myself. Like being by myself is not a big thing because, honey, I talk to myself, being here by myself all the time. Just did just just I was cool with that. But, you know, you I get used to just somebody else being around or something or someone moving around you versus you go, oh, ain't nobody in here but me. You know, uh, the the downside is to it. Uh, uh, I, I give it zero stars. Uh, having to wash your clothes. I mean, I mean, I do not recommend. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, you got a you got a house husband. <laughs> Come on, Roger would go to the grocery store and and and, and stuff for me. You know, and so uh 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 Paul thing, he be he be seeing that big. I be doordash. I'm like, bitch, I ain't going outside today. Let me let me doordash the groceries up in here. You know, <laughs> type of thing. You know, and one thing I have uh, realized is uh. Everybody has, and people will not admit this, like you were talking about how everybody struggles with certain things in their life, and everybody kind of struggles with uh, 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 misogyny. Yeah, I guess I said misogyny, uh, because it's one of those things. But yes, I tell people, I am a strong black woman. Yes, I am. I can take care of myself. I can pay my own bills. But you know what I do like? Handing that motherfucker to Roderick. And, and be like, here you go, baby. I know it's our money. I don't give a goddamn. I just feel better spending his money. <laughs> to be fair, I have a penis and I love spending other people's money too. So, you know, just <laughs> just to be very clear about that. That's I'm equal opportunity. Come on, equal <laughs> equal opportunity cuz 
honey, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, and and I and I and not to get off topic and not let us go, but I I love Roger because, honey, when I was getting them Beyonce tickets, I was like, you know, right now, max this bitch out. I don't, I'm 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 you just 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 know you're gonna be getting a huge bill, buddy. <laughs> you know, I'm just you know I I got they said rent money, bitch. I got my rent money. Let go. So you know, I, I really love and appreciate. Project <laughs> for that a lot. It has been an adjustment, have, but it's. it's I was going to ask: Have you had to make any like intentional adjustments to to your communication, or you know, like this one's for you too, Rod? Like any any adjustments y'all have had to make? Um, I mean, so with us doing the podcast, like we have, we're seeing each other's faces most of the week. We're, when we're not podcasting, you know, like a phone call, make sure we text and stuff. But um, I think because I'm just working, you know, like it's not a, I'm I like, I rarely go out. I've gone out probably three or four times since I've been up here really. Um, so it's, it's, it's mostly just been a mission for me. <laughs> well, I'm just like, I want to do this show. I want to be good at it. I want to make the best show possible. I want them to depend on me. And the other times I'm not doing that, I'm normally doing something with the podcast. So, um, and then of course she came up here for a little over a week earlier. So, you know, we got to see each other then she's coming back. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I'm, we're pat, we're in the home stretch now. We only got three episodes left. And so I think for me, um, I mean, I'm always been a good communicator anyway. So it just hasn't been, you know, a thing of, you know, you just have to make sure you're intentional with it, I think, and, you know, kind of checking in and making sure that everybody's okay. But it's, yeah, it hasn't yeah. really been to me, a, a, that it hasn't been hard in the way that I think people think it would be, but it's mostly just because I'm, I'm working. I remember yeah, the worked. first time y'all did it, I was like, y'all had this one episode and Rod got emotional. I was like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> it was like a totally different vibe because because Karen was like living her life like it was golden. And Rod was like, I miss you, baby. <laughs> nah, it's, definitely, it's definitely a struggle. I mean, I feel like I'm more of a... Uh, I'm more of that type of person to 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 have to have those kind of emotions and let it flow on the show like that. But you know, also it's just dealing with anxiety. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moving parts. I'm up here by myself. It's a big city. It's you know a bit overwhelming. Everybody, and I know the sound. I don't. To some people, this is gonna sound like like some type of humble brag, but it, it's really not. It's just my brain doesn't work that way. Everybody wants to kick it. Everybody's coming yeah, to town. Everyone's doing you. something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I'm working. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, it's like I, you know, y'all, it's, it's not vacation time for me. Like, when we had that week where we were literally just touristing, that was dope. Like, it was fun. But I saved everything for that week because I was just like... Yeah, you know what I'm gonna be doing tomorrow? Be at work. That's what the fuck right. I'm gonna be doing. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> right. And not so. to be like patronizing or whatever, but like I'm so proud of you because I'm also a person who suffers with anxiety and like New York is is huge. It's not easy to adapt in that way. And and Karen, even like you're out here going to comedy shows, getting drunk and stuff, girl. Like I'm just I love to see the way that y'all are flourishing in, in this Aww. season. 
And and game theory is incredible. I I feel like I can always tell which sketches are yours, Rod, and not Correct. because it's it's it's, nev- it's never because it's like recycled jokes. But I just feel like I've known you long enough and been listening to your show long enough that I could pull your humor out. And I think the show is fan fucking tastic. Like y'all have um, really hit y'all stride. It's amazing. And on top of that, your podcast is still incredible. Y'all are still mm-hmm. pumping out content regularly. Like I'm just. I'm so proud of both of you. And I, I think that like this season for y'all is just the warm up. And, and I think it's about to really blow the roof off of, of, of everything, you know, and it couldn't happen to a more worthy couple. Oh. Well, thank Aww, you. This, thank, this, thank this, you that's baby. awesome to hear. And I'm glad that Aww. people are enjoying the stuff we're doing. And too, yeah, I, the too. show stuff has been awesome. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it We'll see next season or whenever. If we get another season, obviously we'll see. When you get another season. Right. I hear you. I'm with you, okay? Um, And then the other thing um, that was crazy is that uh, I might get nominated for or or like put my stuff up for uh, the Emmy, which... Incredible. If that that happens, even if, if... even just to be considered, like before you even get the nomination, just to be considered is already like crazy so if they uh, if it sounds like they're gonna submit something i wrote last year for that and uh i think honestly that that makes it all worth it because i really just wanted to do the best work i could and i was very confident i could do it but like Mm -hmm. watching people like bo was texting me this weekend like thank you your voice on this show has taken it to this next level and the more we're leaning into what you have to say the better the show gets blah 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 and i was just like that's all I wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think for me on the outside uh, looking in, uh, Roderick uh, has been writing since he's been a kid. And I actually have like letters that we, you know, old school hand pen, you know, Aww. hand school writing that he wrote back and forth from college and high school. Like I actually have those letters and they're like in this thing that I just keep. I just hold on to them. And so, and I know they're probably decades old now. And it's one of those things where I was like, when he submitted and went through the process, you know, it's one of those things where Roger was like, I don't know. Cause you know, he's like, I like going to the Hornets game with you. I was like, baby, you know me. I like, you know me. I like, I like my NBA corner. You know, I love going to the Hornets game. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, where I was looking like, this is a great opportunity and it would be one of those things where if you didn't do it, you know, you would feel away, if that makes sense. So I was like, you know, go do it. And it's one of the things, because I, ha- I have a dreamer's personality, I-, I dream big. And so some of the things that me and Roger talked about decades ago, even for the show and the podcast, have came to pass because I'm a dreamer. But, he, you know, he's, he's the one that's like on the ground, keeping the flight, keeping the kite from going too high in the sky. <laughs> that's what he has right. to do with me. Don't go too high you know, type of thing. And uh, for me, one thing that keeps me balanced is my mother-in-law. Shout out to Roderick's mama. Yes. She is is very dedicated. When I tell you she calls me two to three times a week and she'll be like, I'm just checking on you. Make sure you're okay. I know you're there by yourself. You know, type of thing. So, you know, it's one of those things where I know that I'm being checked on. You know, like, is it, and and I and I call her my road dog. I said, Yeah, you my road dog. I said, it's me and you. So we me and her been going to the Hornets games. Me and her been going to 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 doing all these things. And 
uh, the best. I know the best is yet to come because I, I, I told her, I say, uh, uh, we get this COVID thing off our back. I said, baby, we're going to all of the concerts, all of the concerts. You know, I we know start off with right. Janelle, James, and Beyonce. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen after that, y'all. I know that's right. I'm just, I'm very excited for the both of you. It's been fun to watch and I can't wait to see y'all at the Emmys. Flossing! Uh, okay, so just... Yeah, you just already can't ch- tell me nothing now. Right, listen, listen. Okay, so last thing we gonna do, meanwhile on Twitter, because, I mean... Um, so the reason why we sing the little meanwhile on Twitter... Um, Reggie and I were in a show in the Wiz together and um, the the music director let us improv in between the scenes and there was a scene change before the Witch's Castle and so we would be like meanwhile back at the Oh my god I forgot that Yeah and and, uh, when we used to do it on the show Rod and Karen were like oh is this um, meanwhile back at the ranch I'm like oh I've never heard that song before so this is (laughs) a full circle moment okay so today the topic du jour has been about women needing men to lead them or whatever. So a woman tweeted, Brit Shanice, lead us where, LMAO? No one can tell me why we need to be led without being misogynistic. And somebody quote tweeted her and said, when a fire bursts out right now, wherever you at, you're going to look for a man to help you find your way out. That's why. Oh, not a man, Jesus. Why would I look for a man instead of an exit? (laughs) (laughs) Me too. That's a word because guess what? Some people actually need to be looking for the exit. They find that man and they'd be a real fire. They'd be the cause of the fire. Right. He the arsonist. Yes. Uh, Somebody said, I just know you heard, bless your head a lot growing up. I think they meant heart. (laughs) (laughs) bless your head is crazy uh bless your heart in female emergency worker <laughs> <laughs> um they I, the meme popped up they beating your ass in the quotes so let's go to the quotes. <laughs> oh, no. um, that's how you just, know just throw down your wallet i'm already out the door your cards and cash don't need to burn with you fuck out of here <laughs> When me when the plane going down, but all the flight attendants are women, and it's a gif of um, the weekend going through the maze at the Super Bowl performance. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I assure you that if a fire broke out right now, I would not be waiting for a man to help me find a way out. I would leave out my front and back door like a normal human being, and it's the gif of the lady being like, "Duh, like what the hell." <laughs> Ladies, ladies, if your house is on fire, do you stand and wait for a man? Leave your baby with the burning house or is the grandma the baby? (laughs) Man eat steak, woman eat salad. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with people? That's good. I don't know any woman that looks to a man when planning needs to happen on the fly. I don't think you do either. (laughs) That's that's Uh, because I'm not good under pressure. (laughs) Uh, Everybody come look at this stupid shit. (laughs) Not y'all imagining situations that put women in danger and harm's way just so y'all can feel useful. (laughs) 
So do all women burn to a crisp when they can't find said man in said fire? The people would love to know. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I would never let a nigga named Mr. Bowels lead me anywhere. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Mr. Bowels? That's his name on Twitter. We don't have to guess the race. Shit. (laughs) So women need to be led outside during a fire? We can't sense danger and get the hell out on our own? Apparently not. Why would I do that? What he going to do? Give the fire a blowjob? I'll meet you outside, (laughs) Mr. Leader. (laughs) Mr. Leader. (laughs) That's hilarious. Not the spontaneous combustion defense. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said LMFAO, and you are dead ass about this, which makes it even funnier. (laughs) Damn. So one of my followers, AJ, she wrote, what you going to do, pee on it? (laughs) (laughs) This is why you need friends. (laughs) You got to keep that shit in the drafts. Like, you need a friend in your life that'll call you stupid once in a while. Right. Like, like before you even say, like, don't say that dumb shit. If if my house on fire and a man not around to walk me out the door, I'm going to simply sit on my couch and burn to ashes. (laughs) This is fine. (laughs) Correct. Uh, Somebody posted a cat like, I'm looking for this motherfucking anime. Uh, uh, not gonna lie, I feel like he tweeted this because he would look for a male's help if a fire broke out and can't imagine women not doing the same. Lord Jesus. Is that? No. I'm gonna let them cook. Uh, last one. A man over an exit? Is it crack? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody wrote Spanish question mark? Are you okay? I just know it echoes in there. <laughs> oh, you are violently stupid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is this is this is this is the real mark of adulthood is if you have at least one friend in your life to be like, that was stupid. I love you very much. You have so much value to me as a human being. Our friendship is very important to me, but you're <laughs> you are so stupid. You a lot of a lot of me and my friend Justin's friendship is based on the fact that we could be like that's dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it don't even gotta be mean. It's just like I love hey, you so you much, mean? but that is stupid as fuck. Yeah. Like what you saying dumb stuff right now. Oh, we, don't, be calling, don't we be calling each other all kind of names. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie and all. Over here, yeah. Like <laughs> in the chat, you know, keep you from being out there on the internet saying stupid stuff that people can you know, beat you up in the quote tree. So, well, it's like black mamas used to say, either I do it in the house or the policeman gonna do it in the street. Okay. That's well, what we're gonna do. <laughs> either I do is, it in the group chat or they gonna do it in the tweets. Right. And then, and then what I'm gonna do, I can't save your dumb ass. You out here sounding stupid. Well, thank you both so much for being here. This was a great time as usual. Um, and speaking of accountability and calling in, Rod, I heard your little apology. I heard it. I heard it. Oh, the one where I said food uh, does the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't go up okay. West Coast. 
You it's really like you're my only connection to knowing the proper swing. <laughs> and so the funny thing I'm, is like Oh, just, you did the cardinal sin. Did, yeah, did. Bro. But he but he didn't but the thing is like I just be live tweeting. And I was like, oh, no. And I put the Steph, like, shaking his head, uh, Jiff or whatever. But I don't want anyone to think that I'm, like, seriously upset with Rod. Like, I don't care. It was just, <laughs> it was like, if I can't call out Alicia Keys, Scarlett Johansson, and people who use slap incorrectly, who even am I? Who am yeah, I? Well, I just hated to be on the list with them people you just named. <laughs> I didn't want to listen, okay? I stay within my keys. But the but thing that somebody, we've learned today is like it's how you grow from these moments that actually defines yeah, your character exactly. as a person. That's why I unlike, apologize. Unlike the other person who just be picking at y'all, that, that I'm not oh, on that height. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they need to get a job and a hobby. Um, <laughs> this was so much fun. Thank you all very much. I'm sure everyone who listens to us knows who you are. But if you want to tell people how to find you, what your shows are, things like that, we can find them at the Emmy. That's how you can find them. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, the Black Guy with Tips, uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts, just search for that. And um, our website is blackouttips.com. And we love y'all, man. Thank y'all for having us on. Thank you for working with our schedule. Love y'all. Really y'all right my now, favorite but, peoples. Uh, you know, I always look forward to hanging out with y'all, period. Whether it's mm-hmm. in real life, whether it's uh, through virtual or whatever. Y'all are two of my favorite people on the planet. Mm, thank I'll, you. And I'll it's mutual. You. I might be back in the city where you're working before you leave working there. So I'll we'll, let me know. We'll talk. Let me know. I'll find you. I might be as well, especially at the, I oh, think at shit. the tail end when, when Karen is back there too. So we will. Oh, it's about to be a meetup. Okay. Okay. Uh, pa- uh, one of our guest pastors, would you like to lead us out in the closing? Yeah. Karen, you want to do it? This is a day that the Lord has made. But not today for you to try it. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.